y'all. Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. So today we're talking about season six, episode 19, called Mommy Dearest. We start out in the parking lot of a bar called the 8th Street Sports Lounge. Two young men walk out. One is named Ed. Uh, Ed's friend says, I'm serious. I'm serious. That was way overpriced, dude. Back where I'm from, okay, it was like $3 a beer. Okay, like Ed who says, pays $3 a beer? I want to go there. Yeah, yeah. Where Not is this guy beer, from? But... <laughs> <laughs> Ed says, okay, then I'm buying next time. Ed's friend says, I'm not even lying. I'm not even joking at all. Then Eve walks towards them. She's still in her white dress, complete with bloodstains. Ed says, hey, heaven must be missing an angel. <laughs> if only you knew. Yeah. Eve touches Ed's cheek and walks away. Ed says, I think she likes me. Ed's <laughs> friend says, okay, Fabio, let's go. Uh, so Eve walks into the bar. She locks the door and then breaks the handles off. She walks around and two guys at a nearby table notice her. Um, guy number one says, are you okay, miss? Eve says, I'm perfect. Um, the guy points at her dress and says, I mean, is that blood? Eve looks down and says, yeah, I suppose it is. The guy says, are you sure you're all right? Eve walks up and kisses the guy. His veins in his face turn black and then go normal again. And then he starts hanging his head. His friend says, hey, what the hell? Eve says, I gave him a gift. She touches a woman's face, and the same veiny thing happens. <laughs> the second guy says, hey, come on, let's get out of here. Eve, 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 <laughs> Eve touches more faces around the bar. <laughs> the guy from the table attacks his friend. The touched people start attacking others. They the bite touch people. The like touched people. <laughs> The touched. <laughs> the touch. They're slightly touched. <laughs> they bite people's necks, and people who are attacked start attacking others. Eve grabs a drink and watches while smiling. And then we get our opening title sequence. So we cut to Bobby's house. We see Dean making shotgun shells with the Phoenix ashes. Sam and Bobby walk in. Sam says, Hey, how you doing? Dean says, Five shells. That's how I'm doing. Sam says, well, you know, it's a hell of a lot more than what we had last week. Dean says, maybe. Bobby says, meaning? Dean says, meaning, I just had myself a little mishap a few minutes ago. And well, here, look. Dean rubs the phoenix ashes on his arm. Nothing happens. Sam says, whoa. Dean <laughs> says, I mean, this stuff is supposed to burn the bejesus out of Eve, and it doesn't even give me a sunburn. Bobby says, the lore says it works. Dean says, that's always reliable. Sam says, well, you know what? Maybe it's like, uh, maybe it's like iron or silver, you know, hurts them, not us. Dean says, maybe, but a fat lot of good it does until we find the bitch. Bobby says, I'm looking, but I think maybe it's time you made a call. Dean says, why has it always got to be me that makes a call, huh? It's not like <laughs> Cass lives in my ass. The dude's busy. Suddenly, Cass appears behind Dean, standing very close to him. <laughs> standing pretty close to his ass. <laughs> yeah. Dean says, Cass get out of my ass. <laughs> Cass gives him a look and says, I was never in your, and then Dean gives him a look. <laughs> He's like, what? And Cass says, have you made any progress in locating Eve? Bobby says, well, we were going to ask you about that. Cass says, no, I've looked, but she's hidden from me. She's hidden from all angels. Dean says, awesome. Sam says, you know, what we really need is an inside man. Dean says, what do you mean? 
Sam says, something with claws and sympathy. Dean says, like a friendly monster? Those are in short supply these days, don't you think? Sam says, sure, but we've met one or two, right? Dean says, maybe. Sam says, so we can find one. So some time goes by. Suddenly Cass appears with Lenore, uh, who is the vampire from uh, season two. I was going to say, it's like season one or two, isn't it? Season two. Yeah, it looks like season 2.3. Okay. So yeah, called Bloodlust. Yeah. Uh, Sam says Lenore and she tries to run away Sam says wait hey Lenore stop look we're happy we're here and then we get a flashback from her original episode she says in the flashback my name is Lenore I'm not going to hurt you and then we see her vampire things the flashback ends Dean says been a long time you remember us Lenore says I remember your hunter friend almost killed me Sam says well if it makes you feel any better he turned into a vampire and I chopped his head off Dean says yeah with razor wire Wicked. Like, that's not the thing you want to say. Like, we just killed another vampire with razor wire, so, hey, be our friend. You know, like... <laughs> exactly, yeah. I don't think that's going to end well for you. Not comforting. No. <laughs> Lenore says, well, that's something. What's going on? Why am I here? Sam says, well, that's Cass. He's our friend, and we need to talk to you about Eve. Lenore says, Eve, I have nothing to say about Eve. Dean says, you sure about that? Lenore says, I'm trying to stay away from her, believe me. Sam says, where's your nest? Lenore says, gone. They couldn't fight it anymore. It's her voice in our heads, what it does to us. So they left, started killing again. Sam says, but not you. Lenore says, don't look so impressed. I was hiding in a basement, not exactly Club Med. You don't know how hard it is not to give in. Everyone gives in. Dean says, all right, so the psychic two-way you've got going, does that mean you know where mom's camped out? Lenore says, you've got to be kidding me. You want me to tell you where she is? Do you know that she could be listening to us right now? I might as well be a video camera. What are you thinking? Bobby says, so we don't have the element of surprise. We're still going in. Lenore says, you're crazy. I can't help you. Sam says, can't or won't. Look, it's clear as day. You still give a crap. You don't want to kill and you don't want this whole planet dead. Lenore says, you actually believe you can stop her? Sam says, just tell us where she is. Lenore says, Grant's Pass, Oregon, and now she knows you're coming. Bobby says, well, let's go see. Lenore says, hold on. I didn't tell you this out of the goodness of my heart. I need something. Sam says, what? Lenore says, kill me. Sam says, Lenore. Dean says, look, we'll lock down until this whole thing's over, okay? Witness protection. You'll be safe. Lenore says, you don't get it. It's not about that. I'm dangerous. I hear her voice all the time. Sam says, you're not like the rest of them. Lenore says, I'm exactly like them. I fed. I couldn't help it. The girl couldn't have been more than 16, Sam. I'll do it again. I can't stop. Not anymore. You have to, please. Sam says, Lenore. And then Cass touches Lenore on the head. Light shines out of her eyes and mouth, and she dies. He's just like, whatever, bye. <laughs> I know. Cass says, we needed to move this along. <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> hi, have some sympathy, Cass. I know, really, right? Like, oh, gosh, this has been going on for long enough. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm tired of this vampire. Okay, so Cass teleports them all to Grants Pass, Oregon. The sun's out and kids are playing. Dean says, well, I was expecting more zombie land, less Pleasantville. Bobby says, just because it looks quiet doesn't mean it is, especially if she's got a clue we're coming. Dean says, yeah, well, if she is here, I'm glad we've got Smitey McSmiterton on our squad. <laughs> All right, where do we start? Bobby says, I'm going to need a computer. So we cut to Irvin's diner. They're all sitting at a table. Bobby is using a tablet. Bobby says, all right, I finally got the police database. No thanks to this. And he gestures to the iPad. 
He says, I asked for a computer. Sam says, it is a computer. Bobby says, no, a computer has buttons. <laughs> He's so angry about the computer. I know. <laughs> a waitress comes by and says, can I get you anything else? Dean says, no, we're good. Thanks. Sam says, anything? Bobby says, oh, nickel and dime stuff. Nothing weird. Basically dead end. Do you think Vampira was lying? Vampira? 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 I don't know. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like this is something I did know, and now I don't know. Vampira? Vampira? <laughs> Okay, I suppose it doesn't matter. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cass says, I'll search the town. Give me a moment. But he doesn't move. Dean says, Cass, we can still see you. Cass says, yeah, I'm still here. (laughs) Dean says, okay, well, you don't have to wait on us. So Cass clears his throat and then tries to again to teleport. (laughs) Dean says, well, now it just looks like you're pooping. He's concentrating real hard. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Cass says, something's wrong. Dean says, what? Are you stuck? Cass says, I'm blocked. I'm powerless. Dean says, you're joking. Cass says, something in this town, it's affecting me. I assume it's Eve. Dean says, so wait, mom's making you limp? Cass says, figuratively, yes. He's like, I am not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Dean says, how? Cass says, I don't know, but she is. Dean says, well, that's great, because without your power, you're basically just a baby in a trench coat. So snark. Okay, Dean, like, we get it, but, like, rude. Way to make someone feel like shit. I know. Like, you only use them for their powers. Like, rude much, really. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Cass looks out the window away from the boys. Sam says, I think you hurt his feelings. (laughs) Bobby says, I got something here, maybe. Had to go federal to get it. Calling out from a local office to the CDC last night. Sam says, about what? Bobby says, a Dr. Silver called in an illness he couldn't identify. Patient's a 25-year-old African-American named uh, Ed Bright. And it's Ed from the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Dean says, well, that's not much to go on. Bobby says, well, it's our only lead. So Dean says, so beggars can't be choosers, right? I get it. All right, let's finish up. So we cut to a doctor's office. A woman is locking up. Cass and Dean walk up out, uh, walk up to her outside. Dean says, excuse me, hi, is uh, Dr. Silver in today? He points to Cass and says, my friend is very sick. Cass says, I have a painful burning sensation. The woman says. It's almost, almost as good as I have genital herpes. <laughs> exactly. It was up there with that. It is. The woman says, oh, well, he's out. Sorry. Dean says, do you happen to know where he is? The woman says, he hasn't called in. You might want to find yourself some ointment. <laughs> and she walks away. She's like, ew. <laughs> yeah, find some ointment. Jeez. <laughs> Dean says, what kind of doctor calls the CDC and then goes AWOL the very next day? Let's have a look, shall we? So they go around the back and Dean starts to lockpick the door. Cass says, is this going to take a long time? Uh, a drop of blood, or Dean notices a drop of blood on the ground. Cass says, what is it? Dean shows Cass the blood. There's a little shed nearby with blood on the lock. So they break inside and find Ed's body wrapped in plastic. Oh, and it's all gooey and gross. It's like, yeah, it's, it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> it's not right. Yeah. Jeez, he's been leaking. <laughs> Cass says, it's the patient, Ed Bright. Dean says, well, what kind of doctor calls the CDC and then stashes the gooey corpse in the shed? Cass says, I don't understand what's happening here. Dean says, well, I know one thing about the body. We need some kerosene. So we cut to outside of Dr. Silver's house. Bob and Sammy walk out. 
Bob and Sammy. That's funny. Bobby and Sam <laughs> walk out. Oh no. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> good old That's Bob. Good old Bob. <laughs> Bobby shows Sam a picture of Dr. Silver, his wife, and two kids. Bobby says, here, Dr. Silver, wife, uh, Dr. Silver, wife, two sons. And then the sheriff pulls up. Bobby says, uh-oh. The sheriff says, hi there. Sam says, hi. The sheriff says, who are you? They show them, or they show him their FBI badges. And the sheriff notes their civilian clothes and says, um, it's casual Friday agents. Sam says, we're on a case a few miles out. We got a call to come out here. Bobby says, so how about you? What's your business? The sheriff says, oh, the doctor is a friend of mine. Heard he didn't show up for work today, so I thought I'd stop by and see if he's sick. Bobby says, not sick, missing. The sheriff says, missing? Says who? Bobby says, says me. Empty house, no bags packed, car still in the driveway. The sheriff says, how'd you get on this? Bobby says, oh, it's a long story. Tell you what, why don't you put out an APB? We'll compare notes down at the station. Sound good? The sheriff says, oh, yeah, sure. Bobby says, obliged. And the sheriff leaves. Sam says, wow, talk about talking out of your butt. Bobby says, yeah, just hurry up, Yidget. So they drive away and meet up with Dean and Cass outside of Ed's house. Dean says, oh, so we've got a missing doctor and an oozy patient, huh? Sam says, yeah, plot thickens. Dean says, well, let's go see what Ed's roommates have to say. Cass says, does Ed, does Ed Bright have a brother? Bobby says, no, why? Cass says, then that's not his twin. Uh, in the window, they see someone who looks exactly like Ed. Sam says, so what, a shifter? Bobby says, I don't know what we're looking at. Sam says, all right, Dean and me are going in. You two stay here and watch the door. If something comes out, shoot it. Dean says, yeah, best guess, silver bullets. Cass says, I'm fairly unpracticed with firearms. He's Dean like, says, I don't know what to do. Help. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dean says, you know who whines? Babies. Um, I just want to punch Dean. He's being such an ass in this episode. Like, really, dude? It's not like Cass has to help you with this. He's got his own, like, heaven civil war going on. I know. Like, it's come like, on. Come on, dude. Yeah. So Sam and Dean go inside with their guns out. Inside there are four dead Eds and one almost dead Ed. <laughs> 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 well, I mean. <laughs> That's the situation. I know. It is what it is. <laughs> Dean says, okay, don't touch anything. The alive ed tries to take a drink of something sam says hey back here come here hey talk to us what is it dean says hey ed what's going on uh ed says what i'm not ed and then he coughs uh sam looks at his driver's license the guy's name is marshall todd it's the same guy ed was with when eve touched his face marshall says what's wrong with me sam says nothing you're okay you're okay all right we're gonna get you some help marshall says let me ask you something do i do all of us, do we look like Ed? Dean says, <laughs> Dean says, what? No, no, of course not. You have a fever. You're hallucinating. Sam says, Marshall, hey, what happened here? Marshall says, am I going to die? Sam says, no, you're not going to die, okay? Now you need to talk to us. It's important. Marshall says, Ed was feeling bad, so I took him to the doctor. I think now we're all sick. Dean says, you think? Sam says, and before you got sick, before Ed got sick, did you do anything? Did you go anywhere? Hey, I need you to focus for me. Marshall says, I don't know, some bar. Sam says, a bar, what bar? Marshall says, 8th Street, I guess. Sam says, 8th Street, did anything happen at the bar? Did you see anything or meet anyone? Uh, look, an ambulance is on the way, okay? Marshall says, a girl. 
Dean says, a girl. Okay, and? Marshall says, a girl in white. Dean says, good. Okay, what did the girl in white do? Marshall, what did she do to Ed? Marshall? But Marshall dies. Sam and Dean leave the house. Dean says, I don't get it. What, a bunch of regular Joes wake up shifters? What the hell? Bobby says, shifters usually run in families. This looks like an infection. Nobody touched nothing? Dean says, well, I am bathing in Purell tonight. <laughs> Sam says, so he said they met a girl. Dean says, it's got to be Eve. Cass says, but why would she do this? Bobby says, mommy monster, make more. Dean says, no, no, Cass has a good point. I mean, if she's going to make a shifter army, might, why make one that's sick, gooey, and dying? Bobby says, add that to the pile of crap that doesn't make sense. Sam says, so should we hit the bar? So we cut to inside the bar. All four of them walk in and dead bodies are everywhere. Bobby says, well, the sheriff's a moot, but still, you think he'd notice this many missing folk. Dean goes up to one of the bodies and notices that it has vampire fangs. Dean says, we got a vamp over here. Then Dean lifts the body's arm. A spike is sticking out of its wrist. Dean says, nope, scratch that. We got a race. What the hell? What has teeth and a spike? Bobby says, never seen that in my life. Dean <laughs> says, oh, great. So Eve's making hybrids now. Bobby says, looks like. Dean says, yeah, the question is why. I mean, what does she want with the, what do you call these? Bobby says, well, congrats. You discovered it. You get to name it. He's like, good luck. <laughs> you can call it whatever you want to call it. Yep. All I know is that we don't like it. <laughs> yep. Dean says, Jefferson Starships. Huh? Because they're horrible and hard to kill. <laughs> Sam says, looks like the whole bar has been turned into these. Dean says, Jefferson Starships. Sam says, fine, but why are all the starships dead? Bobby says, I can't say, but looks like they all burned up. Dean says, burned up, like... Bobby says, like a high fever, like the flu. Dean says, what the hell's going on here? Does every monster in this town have the Matoba virus? Then the sheriff and two cops enter the bar with their guns out. Sheriff says, hands where I can see him. Dean, who the cops haven't noticed, hide behind the, hides behind the bar. Cass says, now this is not what it looks like. Bobby says, look, where are the feds? The sheriff says, yeah, well, feds are not allowed to do this. Cuff them. Turn around. So the three of them get cuffed and let out of the bar. We cut to inside the police station. Sam says, listen, if we can make a phone call, we can straighten this all out. The sheriff says, straighten out a massacre? I'd like to see you try. Sam sees in a security monitor that the sheriff's eyes are glowing. So Sam headbets him and says, Jefferson Starships. <laughs> he's so excited about it, too. I know. He's not excited about them. You can tell he's just, like, excited that he gets to use the name that he picked, you know? Exactly, Yeah. <laughs> So Sam, Sam kicks one down, and Cass gets pushed against the wall by another, and Dean is suddenly there and cuts its head off. Cass kills the one attacking Bobby, and Dean almost kills the sheriff who is attacking Sam. Uh, but Sam says, Dean, wait. So we cut to the sheriff in the interrogation room, chained in silver. Bobby says, well, I'll say this. You're the healthiest looking specimen I've seen all day. The sheriff says, I take my vitamins. <laughs> Bobby says, so you want to tell us what's going on here? So you boys are Eve's cleaning crew, is that it? You come around and clean up the bodies, make sure the word doesn't get out? Is that why you snatched up the doctor? I said that word, snatched. <laughs> snatched him. <laughs> is that why you snatched him? The sheriff says, you're so wasting your time, you stupid head of cattle. Um, Sam and Dean hear something coming from behind them. Dean says, more starships. <laughs> so Dean goes off to investigate. 
Sam says to Cass, stay here. And then he goes after Dean. There's blood on the walls and they follow it to a holding cell. Inside there are two little boys tied up and gagged. Sam says, you're Dr. Silver's boys. The older one nods his head. Sam says, all right, don't worry. We're going to get you out of here, okay? Uh, keys? Dean says, yeah. So he goes to look for him. Sam says, look, we're not going to hurt you. My name is Sam. That's my brother, Dean. Dean opens the cell. Uh, Sam says, those cops, they're not coming back, ever. They ungag the kids. Sam says, what, what are your names? The older one says, Joe, this is Ryan. Dean says, hey, Ryan, how you doing? Uh, Ryan just sits there looking down. Joe says, he won't talk, not since they came for us. Dean says, all right, listen, Joe, we're going to get you out of those handcuffs, um, but you understand what's going on around here, don't you? So first we got to make sure that you're you. Joe says, how are you going to do that? Dean says, well, there's a few dozen tests. <laughs> just oh, a couple. <laughs> just a few. Uh, let's get started. So we cut to Bobby cutting the sheriff's face with his silver knife. The sheriff groans and then says, you really think that's going to make me talk? Bobby says, something will. So Sam and Dean and the two boys walk in. Dean says, I got a couple of hungry human boys here. Come on, guys. He leads them away and finds some food. Sam says, so you two never heard him talk about mother or someone named Eve? Joe shakes his head and says, it was just me and Ryan in there. Dean says, and your folks? Joe says, cop says we're next. He says we're food. Dean says, do you have any other family? Joe says, an uncle and Merritt. Dean says, Merritt, that's like 15 miles out of town. Okay, we'll get you there. Cass says, Dean, can I have a word? So they talk privately. Cass says, we need to find Eve now. Dean says, yeah, go. Me and Sam just got to make a milk run. Cass says, we need your help here. Dean says, hold your water. We'll be back in a few. Cass says, Dean, millions of lives are at stake here, not just two. Stay focused. Dean says, are you kidding? Cass says, there's a greater purpose here. Dean says, you know what? I'm getting a little sick and tired of the greater purposes, okay? I think what I'd like to do now is save a couple of kids, if you don't mind. We'll catch up. Okay, guys, let's go. Come on. So Dean walks out. Joe, Ryan, and Sam follow him. So we cut to inside the Impala. It's nighttime. Joe says to Ryan, hey, you should get some rest. And he puts his arm around his little brother. Sam and Dean watch them in the rearview mirror. In the rearview mirror. <laughs> Whatever. Same thing. <laughs> In the mirror. <laughs> Dean smiles at the sight of an older brother taking care of his younger brother. Uh, we cut, which is, it was a kind of a sweet moment. It was cute. Yeah. So we cut back to the police station. Bobby says, they won't take long. Cass says, you don't know that. They may find some more wayward orphans along the way. Bobby says, oh, don't get cute. Cass he's says, such a snot. He really is. I don't yeah. really like Cass in this episode. Yeah, I wonder if he's just, like, super irritated because he has no powers and Dean keeps calling him a baby. I mean, that probably doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would not help if it were me. <laughs> right. Uh, Cass says, right, pardon me for highlighting their crippling and dangerous empathetic response with sarcasm. <laughs> it was a bad idea letting them go. Bobby says, come on, you don't let Sam and Dean Winchester do squat. They got what they... They do what they gotta. You know that. Anyway, we want Eve. We need coordinates. So we can stand here belly aching, or we can go poke that pig till he squeals. Thoughts? <laughs> so we cut to Merritt. The kids are reunited with their uncle. Sam and Dean leave. We cut back to the police station. The sheriff says, you know, she can see you right now, and you're just making her mad. Bobby says, then tell the bitch to come and get me. Cass says, I need five minutes alone with him. 
Bobby says, what for? Cass, your batteries are dead. Cass says, give me five minutes. Bobby says, all right, fine. So Bobby sits outside the room drinking. The sheriff screams. Cass comes out of the room wiping blood off his hands. The sheriff no longer has a head. <laughs> he died. <laughs> yeah, he did die. Cass says, Eve's at 25 Buckley Street. You can call Sam and Dean. So Sam and Dean return and notice the headless sheriff. Dean says, rigorous interrogation, huh? Bobby says, well, we got a location. Now we just got to get close enough to take a shot. Dean says, all right, well, let's all take one. And Dean takes the shells with the phoenix ashes out of his pockets. Uh, they all take one. Dean says, load them up, make them count. So they walk down the street to the address. It's the diner they were at earlier. Dean says, you got to be kidding me. She's been in there the whole time. Sam says, why did she ever let us in or out? Dean says, well, there's one way to find out. Bobby says, what, just stroll in? We don't know who's human or who's her. Dean says, well, there's one way to draw her out. Me and Sam will go in. Bobby says, Dean. Dean says, look, if we don't get a shot off, you two better. Bobby says, that's the plan? Dean says, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so Sam and Dean walk into the diner. Bobby and Cass stay outside. Bobby says, well, at least it ain't complicated. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, you know? <laughs> yeah. So Sam and Dean um, enter the diner. I think I already said that. Uh, there are lots of people inside. Dean says, now what? Sam uses his phone's camera to see if anyone's eyes are glowing, and everyone's are. Sam says, crap, crap. Dean says, starships? Sam says, yeah. Dean says, is there anybody in this diner that's not a flesh-eating monster? Sam says, me and you. Dean says, okay, well, let's get the hell out of here. Sam <laughs> says, like, ah, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> Sam says, shall we? But then Eve comes up, dressed as a waitress. She puts food in front of them and says, two specials, right? Sam says, oh, no, that's not for us. We were just headed out. Eve says, now that would be rude, Sam. Sam says, let me guess, Eve. Eve says, pleasure. Dean says, why don't we step outside and chat? Eve says, why? This is private. And the starships close the blinds. Uh, one opens Dean's bag and takes out one of the guns and smells it. Uh, Eve says, Phoenix Ash, I'm impressed. I bet you had to go a long way for that. Dean says, you have no idea. Eve says to a starship, destroy these. Thank you. To Sam and Dean, Eve says, relax. I'm not here to fight. Dean says, no, just to rally every freak on the planet, bring in conworms and half-assed Spider-Man and dragons. Really? Dragons? <laughs> Eve says. He's like impressed, but also at the same time kind of hates everything that's going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eve says, so I dusted off some of the old classics. I needed help. Sam says, with what? Tearing apart the planet? Eve says, you misunderstand me. I never wanted that. Not at first. I liked our arrangement. Sam says, what arrangement? Eve says, the natural order. My children turned a few of you. You hunted a few of them. I was happy. Dean says, okay, so what changed? Eve says, my children, no thanks to you, started getting kidnapped and tortured. Even my firstborns. I was pushed into this. After all, a mother defends her children. Dean says, really? You're going to use the mother of the year defense? You? <laughs> Eve says, it happens to be true. You know what? Maybe you'll believe me if I look a little more like this. And then Eve morphs into their mother, Mary. That's a dirty, rotten trick right there. I know, but I still kind of love to see the actress. I mean, yeah, for sure. I'm not complaining. It's just kind of one of those, like, really? You know, <laughs> at least keep your own face. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a dirty trick, but I was like, "Ooh, it's her!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dean says, "Oh, you bitch." Eve says, "She died to protect you, didn't she?" 
see, you understand a mother's love. I'm no different. Dean says, all right, you know what? This conversation's over. If you're going to kill us, kill us. Eve says, you? No, it's Crowley I want dead. Dean says, well, you're too late there. That limey little mook roasted months ago. Eve says, Crowley's alive. Sam says, that's impossible. Eve says, I see his face through the eyes of every child he strings up and skins. Any idea why he's hurting my babies? Dean says, he wants purgatory, right? Location, location, location. <laughs> Eve says, is that what he told you? It's about the souls. Sam says, what about him? Eve says, their power, you simple little monkey, fuel, each soul, a beautiful little nuclear reactor. Put them together, you have the sun. Now think what the king of hell could do with that vast untapped oil well, how powerful he'd be. Now Crowley wants to siphon off my supply and torture my children to do it. Okay, fine. I'll quit playing nice. I'll turn you all, every soul, mine. Let's see how hot this hell burns when everyone comes to me. He asked for it. Dean says, you know, last I checked, there were a few billion of us. That, that plan might take a while. Eve says, what exactly do you think I'm doing here? I'm building the perfect beast. Sam says, wait a second. All those things we've been finding. Eve calls. Eve says, call it beta testing. Dean says, well, I think your formula might be a little off. They're imploding all over town. Eve says, oh, well, there were a few unfortunate failures, but I eventually got it right. Quiet, smart, inconspicuous. It can spread through a whole town in under a day. Oh, and the best part, you've been with it the whole time. Dean says, what? Eve says, yes, you were the final test. I had to see if I could slip past hunters undetected, of course. Little Ryan. So we cut to inside Joe and Ryan's uncle's house. Uh, the uncle finds Joe lying on the floor. There's a bunch of blood by his head. The uncle says, Joe? He turns Joe over. and uh, He looks dead, and there's a bite mark on his neck. He doesn't then, look so good. Nope. Then Ryan is standing in front of him with blood on his mouth. The uncle says, Ryan? Behind him, Joe stands up. He's a Jefferson Starship. <laughs> Ryan and Joe attack their uncle and kill him. I just giggle every time I say Jefferson Starship. It's a pretty good name. <laughs> it is a good name. I love it. So we cut back to the diner. Eve says, you look upset. If it makes you feel any better, Ryan was bound to work on you. Little wayward orphan, like yourselves. There's nothing you can do about it now, so let's talk. Sam says, nothing to say. Eve says, well, that's where you're wrong. I have an offer to propose. Crowley, as you know, not so easy to find. So here's the deal. You find him, bring him to me. I let you live. Dean says, pass. Sam says, Dean. Dean says, Sam, no, the answer is no. Eve says, you say that like you have another option. Dean says, maybe I do, maybe I don't. Eve says, you think? So some starships bring Bobby and Cass in. Eve says, well, so much for your plan B. To Cass, she says, and you, wondering why so flaccid? I'm older than you, Castiel. I know what, make, what makes angels tick. Long as I'm around, consider yourself unplugged. To Sam and Dean, she says, work for me. It's a good deal. Bonus, I won't kill your friends. Dean says, all right, look, the last few months we've been working for an evil dick. We're not about to sign up for an evil bitch. We don't work with demons. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> it is. We don't work with monsters. And if that means you got to kill us, then kill us. Eve says, or I turn you, and you do what I want anyway. Dean says, beat me with a wire hanger. Answer still no. Eve says, don't test me. Dean says, bite me. <laughs> so Eve bites Dean in the neck. Sam <laughs> says, no. Cass says, Dean. <laughs> They're like, you dummy. <laughs> you fucking dumbass. 
don't invite her to bite you. Eve backs away and starts to cough. Dean says, Phoenix ash, one shell, one ounce of whiskey, down the hatch. Little musty on the afterburn. Call you later, <laughs> Mom. Eve morphs back into her original form and then falls to the floor and dies. Uh, the starships start attacking uh, since Eve is dead. Uh, that was weird. The starships start attacking, and since Eve is dead, Cass has his powers back. Cass says, shut your eyes. And Cass makes a blast of white light shine throughout the diner, killing all the monsters. It bombs him. <laughs> yep. It's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Bobby says, we got to take you on more monster hunts. Sam says, hey, Cass, um, Dean is bleeding pretty good. Dean says, yeah, I think she turned me into a Jefferson starship. Could you clear that up, too? <laughs> so Cass touches Dean and heals him. Dean says, all right, we're good. We got to go now. Cass says, where? Dean says, the kid, the little kid. He's one of them. Cass says, unbelievable. Dean says, yeah, I know, Cass. You told me, all right? Let's just go. Uh, so Cass teleports all of them to the uncle's house, where they find him dead on the floor. Dean says, so we killed a wicked witch, and she still wins. I mean, they could have turned half the town by now. To Cass, he says, don't say it. Bobby walks around and, find Ryan, and finds Ryan and Joe's dead bodies. Bobby says, found him. Dean says, well, who ganked him? Sam finds some sulfur and says, demons. So what do you think? Dean says, I think that demons don't give a crap about monster tweens unless they're told to. Sam says, so you think she was telling the truth? Cass says, the truth about what? Dean says, she said that Crowley's still kicking. Cass says, but I burned his bones. How could I? Was she certain? Dean says, sounds pretty sure. According to her, Crowley's still waterboarding her kids somewhere. Cass says, I don't understand. Dean says, well, he is a crafty son of a bitch. Cass says, I'm an angel. I'll look into it immediately. And he whooshes away. He's like, he I says, got this, guys. He's got his mojo back and he wants to show it off. <laughs> yep. Dean yells, Cass, let us know what you find out. Bobby says, how did Crowley get away? I mean, it's not like Cass to make mistakes like that, unless. Dean says, unless what? Bobby says, unless he meant to. Dean says, Bobby, this is Cass we're talking about. To Sam, he says, do you believe this? Sam says, nothing. Dean says, Sam? Sam says, look, it's probably nothing. It's just, you know what, you're right. It's probably nothing. So we cut to inside the diner. Cass walks around looking at the dead bodies of Eve and the Jefferson starships. Crowley is there. He says, really, Cass? This is getting ridiculous. How many times am I going to have to clean up your messes? And credits. Okay, so my thoughts on this episode, I don't have a ton, but one of them is more of an irritation. <laughs> okay. So, Dean, okay, I love Dean's character, but his sarcasm and his kind of like shots at Cass and just in general his attitude in this one kind of bugged me a little bit. It did, yeah, same here. It was uncalled for. I don't know why he's being so snarky with him. It's like, why? You know, like, this is supposed to be your friend and you're being a jerk. And like, okay, to be fair, like with my friends, sometimes I can be a little bit of a jerk. And I'm like, ha, 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 you're a doofus or whatever. You know, but like, I'm not <laughs> going to be like, you suck at everything. And essentially, if you don't have your power, you know, like, exactly. you're useless. You know, yeah. like, whoa, whoa, you know, <laughs> Yeah. What's happening? So Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why it's happening, but it really bugs me. Like I feel very protective over Castiel, so like this is just like pissing me off. See, it's not even like a protective thing. I'm just kind of like 
what's the point, dude? You know, like, why? You know, I would understand if, like, he was irritated with them or if he, you know, there's different things going on, but like, he's mm-hmm. just being snarky to be snarky, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like and he's him. not being snarky with anybody else. No, nope, just like Cass. aimed at Cass. So yeah. I don't know why it's happening. I don't know. It's weird, but I was just kind of like, eh, like I still like Dean, but he was kind of irritating me in this episode a little bit. Yeah. Kind of why. So yeah, that was kind of like, Oh, mm-hmm. then, you know? Yeah. Um, also, did you notice they weren't driving baby? There is no baby in this episode. I did not notice that. Well, they got teleported a bunch. Were they just being teleported and that's it? Well, no, they were in a car at some point and driving and it wasn't baby. Oh, I did not notice and that. I, re- I realized because it, it was like a light gray car. Huh. Okay. And I was like, what in the world is this? You know, like, this is not right. But yeah, I mean, to be fair, I don't know if, like, there's times that they drove baby and I didn't, like, realize it, but then I realized when it wasn't, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, there is definitely times that they were not driving baby. Oh, well, I know that when they went to drive the kids to the uncle's house, they didn't yeah. have baby with them because yeah. they, because Cass teleported them there. Yeah, and I don't think they did any driving before that. Yeah, so that's why they probably had to steal a car. Yeah, or, yeah, probably they stole the car. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, or maybe they, no, they probably stole the car. They stole the car, yeah, <laughs> but, to get the kids home. But, yeah, I mean, I wonder if it, they might not have stolen it, though. My guess is that they probably took the kid's parents' car. Oh, yeah, you're right. That would be the easiest solution. Yeah, like, that would make the most sense. Yeah. Kids could be like, here's the keys. Drive us, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, you know, there's that. But anyway, yeah, I don't think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think baby's in this episode at all. Yeah, I don't think so. I I think think it's just that other car. So that was fun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm kind of also wondering what Cass did to that sheriff. Like, obviously, you know, he ripped his head off. Right. So he's got some pretty impressive strength still. He may not have his powers, but he's got some strength. Yeah. But, like, what was he doing before that to make him confess? Like, was he just slowly ripping his head off? Like, <laughs> I thought he cut his head off. I didn't think he ripped it cut off. Cut his head off, maybe. I don't know. But, like, what was he doing before that to get the information out of him? I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought about that, too. Like, because it was Because he doesn't quick. have his powers. Yeah. So he's just straight up torturing. Yeah. Oh, Cass. He doesn't have any of his angel mojo, mojo so yeah. <laughs> he's just old-fashioned torturing. Yep. But, yeah, the only other thought that I had, <laughs> it wasn't really a thought. It was more of, I. so in my notes I wrote, that's a pretty impressive cast blast, but when I read it... <laughs> I, how I wrote cast was not great. So it looks like I just wrote pretty impressive ass blast. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought you all should know that. <laughs> it wasn't really a thought. Uh, ass <laughs> blast. more of a mistake. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. But yeah. So there is, there is impressive ass blast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's that. I love it. Those are my thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, so moving along from that, our, I almost said impressive facts. I mean, 
Oh, favorite moments. What was your favorite moment? My favorite moment was when, um, oh God, what was happening? They were in the diner and um, Dean called Cass, baby in a trench coat. And Cass like looked out the window and just was like, and looked out the window. And Sam was like, I think you hurt his feelings. (laughs) And you know what? You did hurt his feelings, Dean. You You did. did. That's also my... Uh, my favorite moment, but not for, uh, but because of reason. So, okay. We go into this in the interesting facts. So this is a good transition. That's my favorite moment. Our interesting facts. So the first one, (laughs) it says when Sam, Dean and Bobby and Castiel are sitting in the diner and Castiel realizes he has no powers. Dean calls him a baby in a trench coat. Castiel reacts by turning and looking out of the window. This was not scripted, but happened because Misha Collins forgot his lines, which is why the others look so confused. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's why it's my favorite moment is because you could tell it's just Misha going, uh-oh, you know? Like, <laughs> and then Sam going, I think he hurt his feelings, you know? Because like, that wasn't That, that wasn't, wasn't scripted line. at all, yeah. It was just like, oh, uh, you know, like he just yeah. ran with it. So, so I wonder what his line was supposed to be. I don't know. I think, you know? I feel like a lot of people know that that wasn't scripted, but I don't think anybody's ever actually asked what it was supposed to be. Yeah. They just like it. So they go with it. Yeah. So there's that. I don't know. I, w- I mean, I would assume it would be some sort of like kind of snarky one liner, which is probably why they kept what it was. You know, it yeah. wasn't obviously anything to do with, you know, it was probably him going, I'm not a baby or something like that. Like, or say probably something like, well, does it, you know, babies aren't, I don't know, something factually correct about babies probably. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I kind of want to know. I kind of don't know if we ever will. Probably not. But that'd be kind of fun to know. Mm -hmm. Anyways. It probably wasn't as good as what actually happened, so. No, probably not, which is why they kept it. They probably yeah. were like, you can't come up with this stuff, we're keeping it, you know? <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, so it says, when Dean says, beat me with a wire hanger, the answer's still no. Um, this is a reference to the film on which the title is based, uh, called Mommy Dearest from 1981. Okay. Which, I don't even know, I, like, is that a horror film a thriller like it sounds like a horror comedy, film you know? <laughs> yeah it sounds horror-ish so but I haven't heard of it so I'm not sure yeah I don't know um it says in the bar full of dead hybrid monsters monster monsters Dean mentions the Motaba virus yep um and then medical horror movie outbreak from 1995 the Motaba virus is a impossibly contagious 100% fatal hemorrhagic fever that makes Ebola look mild. (laughs) That sounds awful. Yeah. Um, it says the name tag Eve is wearing in the diner says Angela, which is the female version of angel. Oh yeah. Which, eh, okay. You know, (laughs) fine. Um, it says when Castiel is surveying the aftermath in the diner in which Eve is killed and uh, Crowley appears, the song that begins playing on the jukebox is um, Miracles by Jefferson Starship. Um, earlier, Dean dubbed the monsters that Eve had perfected Jefferson Starships because they're horrible and hard to kill. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it says Mark Shepard, uh, who plays Crowley, was uncredited in, 
uncredited in the episode to preserve the twist that his character was still alive. That's kind of cool. Yeah. They're like, Oh, you know, cause I, I mean, you always, I kind of, I pay attention to that in the episodes cause it'll say like, Oh, you know, like Samantha Smith is in it. It was like, Oh, Samantha Smith, you know? And like, yeah. so, you know, they're going to show up in some capacity, but you don't know what. And so that's kind of cool that they just didn't credit him. They probably did in the after right. credits, you know? But, um, I was glad to see Crowley again. I was sad when he died. He's such a fun character. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Crowley a lot. I think honestly, he's got the best lines. He's got the best lines. I think other than like, mm, this might be a strong statement, but (laughs) other than, you know, the boys, like the three main boys, Mm Mm-hmm. I think Crowley's one of my favorites, like one of my top five. Wow. Yeah. He's hilarious. And that's the reason why, like, it's not because of anything specifically that his character does. It's just because of all the one-liners. He's hilarious. Yeah. He does have the best one-liners for sure. So that's why he, he, he tickles my funny bone, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, other than that, uh, the only interesting fact is that we have a 42-person uh, body count. <laughs> wow, okay. It's a lot of people that die in this episode. Yeah. Um, there's 16 bar patrons, Lenore, Ed Bright, Marshall Todd, uh, four frat brothers, two sheriff's deputies, the sheriff, Eve, 12 Jef- Jefferson starships, uh, Joe and Ryan's uncle, uh, Joe and Ryan. Okay, wow. There's a lot of people. A lot of them. Um, So our, um, our research from this week is on Eve as you do, because, Mm -hmm. you know, it just makes sense. So I'm trying to pull it up and I'm like ad-libbing as I'm trying to pull up my screen and I'm like, I'm just sounding dumber and dumber. Just no, shout, no, shout. you're fine. You're totally fine. I didn't realize that's what you were doing or I would have said something. Oh, I was just sitting okay. here staring at you like, what's happening? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, Okay, so this is off of LearnReligions.com. Um, it's a, the title is Meet Eve, First Woman, Wife, and Mother of All the Living. Um, it says, Eve was the first woman on earth, uh, first wife, and the first mother. Um, she's known as the mother of all the living. And even though these are remarkable accomplishments, little else is known about Eve. Um, Moses' account of the first couple is remarkably sparse, and we must assume God had a reason for that lack of detail. Um, Like many noteworthy mothers, even though Eve's accomplishments were significant, for the most part, they were not mentioned. Um, It says, in chapter two of the book of Genesis, uh, God decided it would be good for Adam to have a companion and helper. Uh, Causing Adam to fall deeply asleep, God took one of his ribs and used it to form Eve. Um, God called the woman Ezer? I don't know. Ezer? Ezer? E-Z-E-R, um, which in Hebrew means help. Um, Adam named the woman Eve, meaning life, referring to her role in the procreation of the human race. Um, so Eve became Adam's companion, his helper, uh, the one who would complete him and share equally in his responsibility for creation, uh, for the creation. So for people that don't know the Bible much, basically Adam and Eve, like, were the caretakers. Okay. And they were the ones that, like, or Adam was the one that, like, named all the animals and all that sort of stuff. So as God's creating them, he's, like, naming them and taking care of everything. Okay. Got it. Um, 
so it says she too um meaning eve was made in god's image uh displaying a portion uh of the characteristics of god uh together adam and eve alone would fulfill god's purpose in the continuation of creation that's a fun sentence continuation of creation mm-hmm. um with eve god brought human relationship friendship companionship and marriage into the world um, it's worth noting that God apparently created Adam and Eve as adults. Um, in the Genesis account, both immediately possessed language skills that allowed them to communicate with God and each other. Uh, God made his rules and desires perfectly clear to them, and he held them responsible. Um, Eve's only knowledge had come from God and Adam. At that point, she was pure in heart, created in the image of God. She and Adam were naked but not ashamed. Um, Eve had no knowledge of evil. She could not suspect the serpent's motives. Um, however, she did know that she was required to obey God. Um, even though she and Adam had been put over all of the animals, she chose to obey an animal rather than God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoops. Um, it says, we tend to be sympathetic toward Eve, um, inexperienced, naive, but God had been clear. Eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and you will die. What is often overlooked is that Adam was with her when she was being tempted um as her husband and protector he was responsible for intervening so he just stood by and let it happen (laughs) sounds like it yeah (laughs) um which i don't remember if that's true or not from what i remember eve i mean i could totally be lying here but i think eve met the serpent and the serpent was like, here, eat this apple. And she was like, okay. And then she took it back to Adam. But I don't know if that means like, she just like took it over a couple of steps or like if Adam was like, you know, off the premises of that area, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyways, that didn't make much sense, but English. No, it did. Yeah. Um, It says, um, Eve is the mother of humankind. She was the first woman and first wife. Uh, While her accomplishments are remarkable, not much is revealed about her in scripture. She arrived on the planet without um, a mother and father. She was made by God as a reflection of his image to be a helper to Adam. Uh, They were to tend to the Garden of Eden, uh, which was the perfect place to live. Together, they would fulfill God's purpose of populating the earth. Um, it says Eve was made in the image of God specifically or especially designed, I guess either one works, um, to serve as a helper to Adam. As we learn in the account after the fall, she bore children assisted only by Adam. She carried out the nurturing duties of a wife and a mother with no example to guide her. Um, it says Eve was tempted by Satan when he deceived her into doubting God's goodness. Uh, the serpent urged her to focus on the one thing she couldn't have. She lost sight of all the pleasurable things God had blessed her with within the Garden of Eden. Um, She became discontented, feeling sorry for herself because she could not share in God's knowledge of good and evil. Um, Eve allowed Satan to subvert her uh, trust in God. Although she shared a close relationship with God and her husband, Eve failed to consult either of them when confronted with Satan's lies. Uh, She acted impulsively, independent of her authority. Um, Once tangled in sin, she invited her husband to join her. (laughs) Like Adam, when Eve was confronted with the sin, she blamed someone else. Satan, instead of taking personal responsibility for what she'd done. Um, We learn from Eve that women share uh, in God's image. Uh, Feminine qualities are part of the character of God. Uh, God's purpose for creation could not be fulfilled without the equal participation of womankind. Uh, Just like we learned from Adam's life, Eve teaches us that God wants us to choose him freely and to follow and obey him out of love. Um, Nothing we do is hidden from God. Likewise, it does not benefit us to, (laughs) to blame others for our own failings. Which, I mean, let's be real. No, take responsibility for it. Yeah, for real. (laughs) 
Um, it says we must accept personal responsibility for our actions and choices. Um, so yeah, um, and obviously, so Cain and Abel were her children, and mm -hmm. we all know, well, we might, even if you don't, like, go to church, and you don't, like, read the Bible, or never have, like, you know about Cain and Abel, for the most part, you know, right. like, two brothers that killed each other, and, you know, yeah. that whole thing. Um, I suspect we'll get into that later. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure, because there's definitely... There's some things. <laughs> there's there's a lot of things. <laughs> there's a lot of things. We've still got, what are we, season six? We've still got up to season 15. So how many is that? Yep. Like eight more? No. <laughs> eight more seasons? Seven more seasons? Um, seven plus I think seven eight. Eight. So eight. Eight. Wait, nine? <laughs> <laughs> this is simple math, people. We are failing. Nine plus six is 50 yeah nine more seasons <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I am so lucky that I don't have a job that requires me to do any math <laughs> oh my god or that I have a job that requires me to do no math yeah I don't have a job th that requires me to do yes anyways also apparently <laughs> <laughs> English <laughs> I'm having some problems <laughs> it's okay I'm uh, glad that we cannot do math that was, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for us, Rochelle. Listen, <laughs> I'm plenty embarrassed for myself. <laughs> I was for like sure. thoroughly convinced that it was eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I just, I can't do it. <laughs> it's fine. Math. <laughs> <laughs> I can't either. I mean, really, I literally have to, I have to be able to tell time and count in units of 15. Mm -hmm. for minutes you know like for work that's it I do 60 minutes I do 90 minutes and I do 120 minutes yeah so as long as I can tell the time on the clock it's like okay if it's like a 90 minute that starts at 3 15 that means I'm gonna go till 4 45 you know right. like that's the extent of my math yeah. <laughs> that's all I do like I don't need to do anything else for everything else that I need to do I have my calculator you know which mm -hmm. I couldn't but I didn't. And I tried to, you know, be smart and it backfired. So there's that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but anyways, so we have a joint idget and aspect moment for this week. Would this you like one... to start with it or would you like me to start with it? Oh, well, I, I feel guess like you should start with it. I'll start since I'm the one who started it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the other day, I'm not sure how long ago was this, like two weeks ago? Yeah. Uh -huh. We were um, trying to podcast, <laughs> and we didn't even get five minutes into it. When um, so I'm reading, I'm reading my notes, so I'm not looking at Rochelle on the screen. And I go to turn the page of my notes, and I happen to glance up, and I see somebody run out of the room behind Rochelle, someone child sized. I swear to God, I saw it. I saw. <laughs> I saw someone in the room with Rochelle and I immediately like was like, stop the podcast. Like you need to go check your fucking apartment right now because there's somebody in there. And of course I'm like freaking right out at this point. <laughs> well, I'm freaking right out too. I, you know, I, I, it happened so fast. It was like a flash. It was like, I don't, I don't know. I saw what I saw. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think I I don't think that I like hallucinated it or anything. Like I saw someone in the room with you. Which so because we were recording, we have the video from this and we've both watched it and neither of us <laughs> There's nothing. There's nothing there. You know, and I watched it with Travis because Again, like I've said multiple times before, I have a weak constitution. <laughs> yeah, but that's not the only strange thing that happened. So Rochelle gets up. So after I'm like, go look in your apartment right now. So she gets up, she goes to look around. She comes back. She's like, there's nothing here. There's nobody here. I don't know what you're talking about. There's nothing yeah. there. Like there's nothing. The cat is, you know, laying in the hallway and kind of looking at me like, why are you up? You know, like... Mm -hmm you sit here for a while, like, and you yammer at this thing. Like, I don't know why you decide to talk to this thing, but you do. You know? Yeah. So this next part is your part. So yeah. Oh, for sure. So I, <laughs> I sit back down and I'm like trying to calm myself down at this point because I'm freaking out a little bit. Not going to lie. Like, yeah, I'm totally freaking out. And I'm like, okay, it'll be fine. Like I'm in my mind, I'm like trying to convince myself, whether it's true or not, I'm trying to convince myself that you were hallucinating something that way. I wouldn't freak out so bad. Right. <laughs> and right. I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'm like, okay. And like, just as I'm about to be like, okay, like we should start this again. We should, you know, go from where we were at, blah, blah, blah. I have this like... I guess it's like a wire that has like some little lights in it or whatever that it also has all these little, like, what do you call those things? Clothespins, like the little metal clothespins that you hang yeah. like pictures and whatnot on. Yeah. Um, and so, and it doesn't move, like it's really stiff. Like the wire doesn't move. The clips don't really move because they're attached to the wire pretty well. Um, unless you like touch them. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting there going, okay, and I hear this sound that sounds like something hit something. And I'm like, what in the world? And I look up and one of the pictures, not the whole string, one of the pictures is swinging back and forth on the thing. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh my God. I thought was... I was calm and now I'm not, you know, <laughs> yeah. like freaking out. So I'm like, we're not podcasting today. No freaking way. I'm never like, I'm never going back in here again. You know, like, <laughs> this is the worst actually, you know, like freaking out. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting there like, okay, Lynn, you are going to sit on the zoom call with me <laughs> until I have all of my shit packed and I'm going over to Travis's. <laughs> like, yeah. I am packing all the stuff I need and I'm going, you know? And so I'm, you know, we do all that and going back and forth and I'm like, you know, packing all my stuff. And then I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to start loading my car. So I'm like going in and out, loading the car. And I like <laughs> grab all my stuff. I get Steve all secure in his little harness. And then I'm like, okay, I literally, I was like, okay, I'm going now. I shut my laptop. I stuff it in my backpack. I grab Steve and I'm out of there. You know? yeah. And I didn't come back until see that was Thursday. I didn't come back to my apartment until like Wednesday. <laughs> I know. God. I was like, no, thank you. You know, and I have, so I have like a little security camera in my um, apartment for, it's not really, I mean, it's doubles as a security camera. It's mostly for, um, sorry, I'm moving something. Um, it's mostly for like, uh, 
just to check on Steve and make sure he's not screwing around with any of my stuff or, you know, whatever. Because when I first got him, I didn't know. And I was like, okay, he's going to be alone for a few hours. And I want to make sure that like, he's not destroying my apartment, you know, (laughs) right? which I feel is fair, you know, and it was like a $35 camera. So whatever, it's worth it. And it has a setting to where I can like how it doesn't, if you like buy the certain like storage, you can like store video clips. So if it sees movement, it'll record and then store it. But I don't want to buy that because it's kind of expensive from mm-hmm. what I looked at. And I was just like, eh, whatever, you know, yeah. but it will still ping my phone if there's movement and then I can go into the camera and look. And so I set it up, nothing happens. Right. But then I go and, you know, I turn it all off. By the time I come back, I, you know, I go the next day I'm at work and I go in to check on Steve because I'm like, well, he's there by himself. Like hopefully nothing weird is happening. Mm -hmm. And I had set the camera to where it was facing most of my apartment. Right. So it could see like from where it is on my wall, like it can, like I can set it to where it sees like my front door, my hallway. So like the entrance to all of the rooms back there. And then like most of my kitchen, which Other than that, it's all just, you know, part of my living room over by my TV and then Steve's cat tree and that's it. Yeah. And I don't know if I, there's no setting to where it like follows motion necessarily. It just like says, okay, like something is gone across the screen and it'll ping you or whatever. But I didn't, I had that turned off because I didn't want to get a ping every time Steve had to go to use the litter box or whatever, you know? Right. And I go into my camera and it's facing Steve's cat tree and just staring at Steve, right? And I'm like, this is not, to be fair, I could have done it to where I was looking before through like my apartment and I was messing with the settings and I could have been, you know, looking at Steve's cat tree, but I don't remember doing that. Like mm-hmm. it was facing the whole apartment from what I remember. And then all of a sudden it's turned and facing Steve. And so I'm like, okay. And it hasn't done it since. Like I reset it to where it was facing everything else and it stayed where I've put it so far but I'm kind of like "Eh," you know like I don't know if I like this and yeah and so there's there's one other thing that I haven't told you about yet so (laughs) there this was gosh like this was just a couple of days ago and I went into my bedroom and I had because it was nighttime so I had turned on my um my bedroom light, but I don't think I had hit the lamp. I don't think I had turned on the lamp because it's like a little touch lamp. It doesn't have like a a switch or like a chain or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just like a little, like you touch it and it turns on and the lamp was on. I did not turn on the lamp, you know, like, and so I kind of go in there and it was only on the lowest setting too, which usually if I'm going to turn it on, I'll turn it on the highest setting because then it's like, I'm about to go to, sorry, you can probably hear my neighbors outside. They're out, <laughs> they're outside my, uh, my apartment right now. They're, they could be a little loud sometimes. So hopefully not. But anyways, um, so I kind of like, I go back there and I'm like, well, maybe I hit it. I don't remember, you know, like whatever. And some, I don't always turn it on the highest setting. So I was like, eh, okay. You know, but like nothing weird has happened other than that. And that was just like a couple of days ago where I like, I walked there in. There was and, like, one other weird thing that happened. 
Um, what was the other thing? The other thing is when you went to email me the footage. Of, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The footage of the of um, when I thought I saw someone run behind you, mm-hmm. and um, and then you couldn't find it on your computer. It was like gone. Yeah. And and then you did finally find it, right? But it was in the different. So yeah, I was so I have on my computer to make my life easier for this podcast. I have it set to every time I do a Zoom meeting and I record the Zoom meeting, it goes to a specific spot in my computer and it like it automatically cuz when I first did this, it like said, "Okay, where do you want to save these, you know, things to?" and I made a folder and everything, so it's all like, you know, it's all in there every time. And mm-hmm. I've never had any issues with it until this video and it and it showed up in there at first. That's the thing is that it was in that folder at first. And then I went to go and email it to you and I go to look in that folder and it's gone. Like there's, it's nowhere. And I'm like looking all over the place in my computer going, I don't know what the heck happened to it. Like it's just gone. Like it's wiped. It wasn't showing. Although I did figure out, I did remember. So in zoom, it deletes all of your recordings after like 24 hours. So that way it doesn't like store it there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, but I mean, I couldn't find it in zoom. I couldn't find it on my computer, nowhere. And I'm just like, what in the heck is going on? And eventually like a couple days later, I did like, like a whole computer search where you like, just go into your basic, like the beginning of your files and you just like type in whatever the thing is called. And they're all kind of, they all save as, you know, Rochelle's personal meeting and blah, 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 blah for zoom. And so I was like, okay, you know, like I'm going to just type this in and see what comes up. Cause then it has, they're all named that, but they have different dates and times and stuff. And so I did eventually find it, but it was in a part of my computer that I've never even been into before. I didn't know existed, you know, yeah. like, I'm like, okay. And ever since then, all of my um, little file things that I save end up in different spots on my computer all over the place. Like there are some of them that are in that file. There's some of them, like they don't save to the Skype or the, it was originally Skype that we were using. So I called it the Skype videos, but like it was originally saving all into there until this and now they're all saving in different places and I think I figured out where it's saving to now but the thing is is like the whole thing has been messed with so it's not saving to where I wanted it to and where I set it up to it's just like going to some random spot in my computer and just going there every time yeah I have to go and find it and then put it into the right thing and go about you know whatever else I do with it but yeah so that was a little bit weird too there is one other thing that I haven't told you about. Um, and it, it's just started happening since the incident <laughs> we'll uh, call for it you. Incident. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't happen when I'm reading my notes in the beginning, you know, when I go for like half an hour or whatever, I'm talking, this doesn't happen. Yeah. But in the other parts of the podcast, whenever I say like, yeah, or uh-huh, I hear <laughs> an echo of like a demonic roaring. I'm not fucking around. I hear, I hear something go, oh, or ah, and I have been thinking about it. I think maybe because you just have one earphone in yeah, and the other one hanging down by the microphone, maybe I'm hearing an echo. That's the only thing I can think of that's happening. Well, you wouldn't hear, I mean, no, this isn't by the microphone. It's like in my lap. Uh, Well, it it doesn't happen every time I talk, but it happens half the time now. Hmm. And it only happens when I do like a, uh uh-huh, or like a, yeah, like right now it's not doing it because I'm just like talking nonstop. (laughs) Well, so sometimes, so for me, at least on my end, like when I randomly sit, because 
So what Zoom does is it focuses the audio sound on whoever is talking at the moment. So if you interrupt that and you switch it back and forth, sometimes it'll do like a little bit of a laggy thing or like an echoey thing. Mm-hmm. It does that. It's always done that for me. Okay. It's it like just started for me. Yeah. No, so. if you like, and I, does I it sound noticed, like, does it sound like roaring to you? It just sounds like a weird lag type thing. I wouldn't call it that, but this, it, this is definitely sounds like a roaring sound, like a lion roaring. And it's very brief. And I always wonder like, oh my God, is that going to show up on the podcast? And it hasn't so far. So yeah, I wouldn't worry so much about that. I think that to me, that could be explained away by you know, Zoom having to switch back and forth. If you're only saying something short, it has to like yeah. switch over to the other audio and then switch back. So there's probably some sort of like a leg there that's creating okay. like a weird sound. Cause that's always done that with me. Okay. But, I know what you're talking about with the lag where it kind of gets quiet. And it'll kind of like, it almost kind of like extends what you were saying. Yeah. This so is... like, if you're saying, yeah, it'll probably like, uh, uh, uh you know, and like keep it going yeah. for a second, which is okay. probably what you're hearing. Okay. It's been freaking me out and I keep meaning, meaning to like bring it up, but I don't want to like interrupt the podcast to be like, uh, <laughs> what's happening. And of course, like when we're on the phone, I never remember. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, that to me is ex- very explainable because it that okay. does it to me too. Like, and it's not, I wouldn't call it that sound specifically, but it's, it definitely makes a sound when I like say something, but also, so it's set up somehow to where every time I've listened to like little bits and pieces of the podcast, like when I'm editing it and all that sort of stuff, um, you sound like you're in the room. Like you sound like we did before when we were on audacity recording together. Yeah. I sound like I'm on a phone call calling in. Like I don't sound quite right. My sound isn't what it should be. Yeah. Um, which I don't know why it does that, whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's because of like my computer, cause my computer is a little slow or what, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I, I mean, my guess is that you're probably getting a little bit of, you know, my feedback maybe or something like that, or your feedback or I don't know. Cause if we're both, I know sometimes when we're both trying to talk, and like, cause as you do, when you're having a conversation, sometimes you kind of start to talk at the same time as the other person does. Right. And I think that always sounds a little funny on the podcast, mm-hmm. like from the little bits and pieces that I do here, here and there when we're editing or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Anyways, I don't like any of this that's happening and I'm kind of like, do I need to look for a new apartment? Yeah. <laughs> I swear I saw someone behind you. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I believe you, but also I don't see it. Yeah, well, I I just watched the footage and I didn't see anything. Everything looked normal. The only other thing that makes me like even okay to be here is that Steve does not, because animals are very sensitive to those sorts of things. And Steve could care less about anything that's happening. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's just kind of like, what are we doing? You know, like what's going on? And I feel like he would do something. He would. He would he act totally differently would. somehow. Yeah. You know, but anyways, so that's our idiot Nasput moments. We're, we're either a couple of idiots and are just freaking out about nothing or something's an ass, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the only, 
that's the only thing we've got, you know, like, yeah. it is what it is. But yeah, like if you guys have any like fun, no, I shouldn't say fun stories cause they're gross stories like that. <laughs> <laughs> you should let us know because yeah, they're interesting. Yeah. And I, I do have, I'll have to like at some point put it in the outtakes. I do have a couple other stories that I don't know if I've told them on the podcast. It's possible. I don't think so. I don't know if I have or not. I don't know. I mean, I've told you about a couple of them, but I don't know if I've mentioned them at all. So yeah, we should have like a little outtake section of, you know, scary shit that's happened. Most of our outtakes were just like, Oh, Hey, you know, yeah, (laughs) but (laughs) we, yeah, we should, uh, we should, we should bring, we should do some of those. Yeah. That's a great idea. We should do some outtakes for the season. Okay. We'll do it. Anyway. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram. Thanks again. Thank you.